Hey everybody, Jim Kerr here. Um, I am really super psyched for today's uh, edition of the Indispensable Conversation. I've got uh, none other than uh, Jenny Landgren. She's gonna explore this question, is kindness a sign of weakness? Tough question these days, right? Jenny is a, an author, she's a behavior science expert. She counsels CEOs, managers, um, the workforce. She's all about helping folks uh, become their best selves. And kindness is a major theme, sort of a centerpiece of her work. So she's the perfect guest to have on today's show. Jenny, welcome aboard. How are you doing? Thank you, I feel amazing. <laughs> Great. Yes, now, so I want to so say cheers. Did. We always have a, a coffee. Yes, when we cheers. So, so I don't speak Swedish. So what is that all about? <laughs> this cop is saying best mom. Actually, it says the world's best mom oh, in beautiful. Swedish. And uh, that's, you know, that was a kindness to me. It's a kindness that I receive from my kids every day. And the question is, Am I willing and open to also receive that kindness? Because as parents, we can be really, really hard on ourselves sometimes. Yeah. So I thought that was really neat. Yeah, it's great. So it's a great cup for our conversation today. Definitely. So Jenny, let's get right into it. Is kindness a sign of weakness? What do you think? No. Okay. Are we done? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's kindness. so fast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Kindness, kindness is such a sign of strength. And when I meet clients who really struggle in this area, because they are used to hearing that don't care so much, you know, it will be really difficult for you to establish healthy boundaries if you care too much. Shut it down, like hold yourself back. Uh, what I get to share with them is that actually you're struggling because your kindness is now incomplete. Mm. It does not yet include yourself. Kindness is often so connected with our core values and I will never expect anyone to deny themselves. It's all about alignment and it's all about uh, including ourselves so that that is complete, yes? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when no. I include myself in the kindness, sorry, I'm not, I'm just going to keep going. When I include myself in my kindness, uh, and also especially as a leader, it means that I understand, and I'm speaking from a place of worthy, that my well-being is equally important. Mm. And that, my friend, means that there's a boundary somewhere. And that's the great discovery for us to figure that out and how to communicate those boundaries. Yeah, no, I, I love the response. And, you know, certainly research, you know, has repeatedly shown that kindness is sort of like a, a power supplement, right? It, it, mm -hmm. it uh, boosts our mood, our self-esteem, it fosters a sense of community. Uh, and I've got a ton of questions that I want to get through with you. So I, I'm going to kind of just jump into the next one. And I'm going to ask you this. Why do you think kindness is often dismissed as sort of cheesy or a trivial topic why 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 do people feel uncomfortable talking kindness do you think well if a person is being kind it means that they're caring 
And especially if they're being kind towards themselves, you know, all of us, we have a relationship towards ourselves, just as we have a relationship to other people. And when we are also kind to ourselves, it means that we are accepting ourselves, that we're giving ourselves permission to be us in this conversation. Mm -hmm. And that can really stir up some emotions with people who have not yet healed Mm -hmm. from things in their life. And also the the boundaries that I was talking about earlier. Yeah, people will tend to think that if you're being kind, then you care too much. And how will you let go of work when you're done for the day, you know? Mm-hmm. That's one of those boundaries that you sort of referenced, right? Being able to yeah. you know, sh- shut it off. Well, it seems like, you know, to, to, to an earlier point, you know, people are experiencing all kinds of mental health struggles right now. It's whether it's anxiety, you know, worrying about the future, depression, looking back at the past, loneliness, for example. And it would seem that kindness would play into making people feel better and get more centered and, and so on. And I'm kind of wondering, you know, do you think kindness goes against human nature? Maybe, you know, like, what about the survival of the fittest? You know, if I'm if I'm helping somebody out, giving of myself in the form of kindness, uh, mm-hmm. does that is that maybe a resistance that people have deep down inside? What do you think? I think kindness and okay, so back things up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> kindness and connection. We are hardwired in our DNA to connect with other people. It's how we have survived. It's how we have, you know, reached that sense of comfort and safety mm-hmm. that we're never alone. Like there's there's always that connection with the people around me, even when I'm not really feeling it, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd say. So, mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I agree. I think there's... You know, community building can be part of survival of the fittest, right? There's strength in numbers, mm. right? All right? And and that's why we formed tribes way back when. And, and you know, there was that sense that we can do more together than by ourselves. But I still feel like some of the, the things that go on are um, people not being able to handle all that. What do you think? Can you... Please go further. <clears throat> well, you know, my, my thought is that, um, I don't know, that, that some leaders believe that people who care about mental and physical well-being are somehow emotionally weak. And I think men in particular, and, and I'm interested in your opinion on that, seem to have those more traditional senses of, being defined as, you know, strong and stoic and breadwinners and unemotional and un- mm. unshakable and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm. So, I don't know. What do you think? You're you're in that yeah. space a lot more than I am. I, I kind of yeah. come at it as a coach, but I think you're an expert. Yeah, thank you. So uh, what a word that's coming up for me as you're sharing is control. You know, that we want to control the outcome. And if I'm not hoping too much, if I'm not, 
you know, if I'm not going to work looking to connect with people, for example, then uh, likely I will not be disappointed. Mm. But it is a deep human need and want for us to connect and build healthy uh, relationships. And that's like human connection is about an exchange of humanity, not just information. Mm-hmm. And when we start opening up to that, that is making us feel vulnerable. Mm. Mm. And that can be really scary. Yes. So I think that the people who address it that way might actually be scared to be found not likable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's sort of a self-consciousness maybe around mm-hmm. that. But, but what's what about the second part of the question? Do you think that there's anything to the idea that, you know, there's, it, it's, um, I don't know, gender stereotypes, you know, does that, does that play into this that men are less kind than women? I, I don't personally believe that, but I'm interested in what you think. I think those expectations are definitely placed on us. Uh, but the more we heal, um, the more we're able to also speak and view things and see things from our healed self. <laughs> yeah. And that helps us to look past that. You know, it helps us to to um, see people for who they are and where they are. And just know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I feel that too. It just, it's just so interesting um, that it comes up for me when I'm coaching um, mm-hmm. top leaders. It, it, it maybe doesn't come across directly from them, but when you delve a little deeper, you realize that part of their struggle about this topic is, well, I'm, I'm a man. I'm supposed to not, you know, go there. I'm not supposed to mm-hmm. show my emotions. You know, yeah. and and I find a lot of the work that I do is trying to help, um, you know, uh, at least my male clients get more comfortable with with what they're feeling and try to express that and show themselves because authenticity is a big part of all of this. And I know mm-hmm. some of what you practice is about that, about getting to yeah. the authentic self and, and so on. So. I, don't know, I guess in the form of a question, what do you see as the connection between kindness and authenticity? Well, authenticity for us to be ourselves, to be the original, we get to know ourselves. And for your clients and my clients also, that's a journey of building a relationship just like we build relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. And imagine that you have a new neighbor that has recently moved into your complex. And you walk over and you knock on that door and this person opens the door with hateful eyes looking at you. Resentment, judgment, you know, bitterness. Are you going to want to stay in this person's company to get to know them on a deeper level? You're not even going to go there. And so often this is how we open the door towards ourselves. Mm. So authenticity and kindness go together because we get to open that door with kindness and care and love, understanding, curiosity. Mm -hmm. 
so that we are willing to stay in our own company and know ourselves. Mm -hmm. And once we know ourselves, we can accept and fully embrace and develop ourselves mm -hmm. and be our own best authentic selves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, no conversation around this topic as it relates to leadership and, and, and business would be uh, complete if I didn't ask this question. Don't take it the wrong way, okay? It's, I just really am just interested in your perspective. But it seems like so many people are preaching about kindness. You know, you, you go on LinkedIn and you could do a, a search on kindness and get thousands of posts about being kind and thoughtful and nice and all of that. And I write about it myself. I mean, it's it's part of, you know, the leadership theme that I have. I, I really like to promote the notion of decency and leadership and mm -hmm. kindness is part of being decent right to, yeah. to one another but do you think it's disingenuous you know do you think there's disingenuous people out there right now trying to you know take advantage of and exploit this interest in kindness and and just just to sort of make a dime i don't know what do you think i think there are definitely trends and sometimes we tend to use methods or words because they're trending and <laughs> it makes us seem legitimate. You know, there's that quest for legitimacy, like uh, that's influence, right? And trust in there. But the, the thing is that I do believe in my heart that people long for it mm -hmm. sincerely. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's... Let's just stay open <laughs> to continue that conversation. And like me, I'm on a healing journey. I'm not always kind. I'm definitely not always kind towards myself. Mm -hmm. So I get to meet other people with that sense of compassion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, and people who watch my program or even read some of my stuff realize that I am often frustrated by, by some of what I'm seeing out there. And, I, and maybe it's because I've been doing this for an awfully long time. You know, I don't want to seem like this stodgy old man, but I guess maybe I'm becoming one. Um, you know, it, there seems to be a whole cottage industry that's blossomed up around this. Mm. And I think COVID's probably contributed to it because of the impact that it's had on mental health and well-being. And, and I'm looking at what some of these groups and some of them are very exclusive groups it's sort of the adult equivalent equivalent of the cool kids table you know <laughs> you have to be a member of our team you know for, to support your you know our work mm -hmm. and so on and and it just seems like it's it's not authentic it's not real it's like if tomorrow we started to talk about i don't know being mean, then all these people would have meanness classes and mm -hmm. stuff, you know, like, yeah. so, so it's very, very frustrating to watch these sort of trends take shape. And I'm wondering, you know, it, it, is the stuff that some people are offering as great advice, just maybe not so good? Well, of course, there will be messages put out there based on people's wants and longings to fit in 
And I think this is where the line goes like, uh, we can work really hard. We can try to say the right things to fit in. And I, I do think you should be mindful of whose advice you take. Yeah. It's all about knowing the person behind it. Yeah, solid. Um, yeah, solid yeah. advice. Yes, exactly. And like, and especially do not take criticism from someone that you are not looking to take advice from. Yeah. yeah. Go a little deeper on that if you would. I I, I love that advice and it, and I don't think we hear that enough. Mm -hmm. Um, So go for it. Let's hear some more about that idea of, of taking criticism from someone you wouldn't even be asking for advice. Yes. So firstly, that goes to me actually being kind to myself that I choose what I receive. I think the future of leadership and the future of us is to step even more into choice and being understanding of what we actually do control and and whose opinions we let in and what that feels like, what it feels like in our body and in our minds when we make that choice, when we do choose the outcome, so to speak. And um, uh, ask me again. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, let me, let, I, I love the answer, and I think that's right. And, and it's part about it. Yeah, I was going somewhere, so you can ask me again. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, it was really about, you know, you, and I say this a lot I, I wouldn't take criticism from someone I wouldn't ask advice of. And, and yeah. I think that's right on. And I think, yes. I think we so, have to. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to set that boundary too. It's like, you know, just because somebody said something Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that we have to take it inside and make it part of our own. You know, we can say, Mm -hmm. well, you know, interesting, but not for me. It's not my, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's not something that I'm going to incorporate into my psyche or do any self-talk with and, you know, because I don't, I don't need that. I don't need all that noise. Exactly. It, It does turn into noise. And especially with imposter syndrome, like that's very related to yeah, this topic. Absolutely. Uh, but I think that when when we start understanding that business is authentic relationships, it's knowing the people. It's not just a product. It's knowing the people are you know behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do become more mindful in what we let into our minds and also our business, mm-hmm. because the the energy and the the messages and the voices of the people that we surround ourselves with, that is going to be the soil in which we grow. Mm-hmm. And it's all about choice. I get to choose in which soil I want right. to grow. Right. Yeah. So it's the clarity journey. I, I think you're right. Let, let me shift gears a little bit and, and I'm mm-hmm. going to kind of play back into the whole cottage industry Absolutely. thing that I brought up before. But I, I definitely believe that the pandemic's sort of hastened people's you know, leaving jobs and stuff. It's contributed to what a lot of folks are calling the great resignation. Um, Do you think a little bit of kindness on the part of leaders would reverse this trend? Yes. And back to what I was beginning with, like people have been looking to fit in. Mm. If you are genuine in your kindness and your care for your people, you are going to show them that they belong. Mm. And belonging is something completely different than feeling like you're fitting in. Yeah, I love it. Because you know that you're accepted for who you are and you're valued for you. 
Yes. You know, I, I do a lot around vision storytelling. Mm-hmm. And one of the key reasons why I'm a big promoter of this kind of work, telling a story and engaging people in it, is because we have the opportunity as leaders to tell a, a story that's so compelling, so engaging, so exciting that people can see themselves being successful within it, i.e. belonging, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And as a consequence, they want to become part of something bigger than themselves. So they mm-hmm. buy into what this organization is about and, and why it's important for the, mm-hmm. for the uh, uh, vision to be achieved. So yes, belonging is, I, I think, critical. What's interesting, and I want to share this um, with you and our audience here today, you know, Gallup research just came out with a uh, study. I think it was released maybe Monday or Tuesday of this past week. So it's fresh off the presses. And they talked about the idea that uh, staffers who felt their employees cared about their well-being Mm -hmm. had 69% less likely to leave, 71% less likely to experience burnout. Mm -hmm five times more likely to be a strong advocate for the company, three times more likely to be engaged in the work, and 36% more likely to be, you know, thriving in their personal lives. Yeah. And it's all about the employer caring about the well-being of the the staff member, of the employee. Yeah. Like for once, healing begins when you know that you are seen and heard. And once, you know, I, I, I come back to healing, uh, but when I do heal, it's like I will speak and live and work from my best self. So coming to work, knowing that I'm valued, I am respected, I am accepted for where I am, it makes me, you know, very encouraged to also accept myself. And once I do, I can discover all parts of myself. Mm. You know, I'm used to calling myself an introvert. I don't know if I come across as an introvert. (laughs) But the thing is, like, on my way, I've met a lot of healthy leadership accepting and caring for me where I am. So I've wanted to stay there and discover, okay, you know, what parts of myself have I yet to discover and develop? Mm-hmm. I can bring my entire toolbox because I'm not afraid of being judged. Mm-hmm. You can be you. You can be authentic. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And I will accept where I end and where other people begin so that I can invite my yeah. colleagues mm-hmm. you know, to compliment me in work so sure. that we have this really juicy culture of, of collaboration. No, I love it. Yeah. Let, let's let's shift a little bit to this. Um, what's it take to be truly kind? You know, um, the, 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 does how and how important are things like resilience, confidence, self acceptance, which you've been talking about quite a bit this yeah. morning? Yeah. You know, how does that all impact the way we can convey kindness to others? Um, it begins in how I treat myself. When I connect with my human worth, uh, I understand that I'm worthy of receiving good things. 
my life becomes less of a have to, must, like Ter- Terry Othrin teaches, like I get to, you know, I get to receive in my life. Right. And once I start living from that place of abundance and I'm accepting me first, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask you to accept me. That's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> you know, you stay on your side of the fence. I stay on mine and I'm happy here. I'm happy in my own company. When I'm speaking from and working from that place of abundance and worthy, um, I'm not looking for you to approve or validate me. And it means that I will be giving you and working from my overflow. Mm-hmm. And I will extend that kindness knowing that you are also worthy. It's a beautiful thing. Sure. And, you know, it's amazing to me uh, how much of this stuff builds on other great minds. I mean, as I was listening to you talk just then, I I couldn't help but recall Leo Biscaglia back in the 70s, he was talking about love. And he said, you know, love starts with loving yourself. Like you are incapable of loving someone else until you love yourself, you know. And there's, you know, that work was based on a ton of work that preceded him. And now here we are, you know, 50 years later, literally. And we're still building on on that sort of body of knowledge. I, I think it's great. Let, let me ask you this question, Jen. Um, can we teach kindness? Sure. The example will be felt. I believe in concrete experience. And I think it's an encouragement to everyone that once you start giving it to yourself, people will notice It's like when you give yourself permission to be you and to love yourself, like I will walk into a room and I will know that that, that's where a a person is, like they're accepting themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's like by doing that, they also give me permission to own that for myself and to give myself the same permission. Mm -hmm. So like, absolutely, let's teach it. Let's talk about it. Let's make people interested and curious. And also, like, that's all going to fall to the ground, <laughs> you know, unless we live it in our day-to-day yes. And that's, that's, I, that's just a journey. No, I, I mean, I think we have to be sort of the living example of that to be yeah. able to talk about it and teach it, you know. Um, and, of course, I mean, if you're going to – teach it if you're being deliberate about that you need enthusiastic learners right you, you need people that are sincerely interested in trying to become more kind you know so talking about it's not enough it's actions putting yeah. you know behavior behind the concepts yeah. let me let, let me we're kind of winding down i've got one more question okay and it's this how do you counsel people to put more kindness in action Okay. So my first step is to to help them manifest it to themselves. Uh, Because like I've shared, we have a relationship towards ourselves, just like we have with other people. How do we show kindness to them? We hold space for them. We, and that's my girl. (laughs) Okay, what's going on? My boy just lost a tooth. That's so exciting. (laughs) Into the room. It sounds like you need some kindness. 
Yes. <laughs> it's all acceptance. Like, like right. but we build relationships with ourselves just like we build relationships to other people. So we show them, we hold space for them. We listen. We spend time with them. We are curious as to what they need. We're slow to judging them, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I love it. You know, and it, and and it's back to being the example. You know, if if we take on the example of living what we're talking about, not just talking about it to make money, but actually being authentic, actually mm-hmm. being grateful, showing gratitude, um, being kind, then indeed we can make a difference, and we can we can show people that it's not a weakness; it's a strength. You yeah. know, and. and yeah. Hey, hey, look, we're, we're at the end of our half hour together. I really, really appreciate your time, Jen. I, I think you shared some great insights. Thank you so much. Thank you. I encourage everybody uh, to continue to uh, respond to us. It, it looks like there's more than, I don't know, 40 comments out there that we can go Bye. back into. Yeah, great. And, you know, I, I encourage you too, Jenna, to respond to to everybody's uh, yes. so so again thank you and until next time my friend great conversation <laughs>